Girl Clothing is so much more than clothing. We are a movement. We have collectively decided to stop seeing each other as competition and instead seeing each other as sisters because we believe that is why we are held back as a gender and we are tired of it. So we are coming together, sharing our stories, our experience, strength, and hope to know that we are not alone and to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we are moving forward. It is 100% girl power. We know that if the women energy is not lifted up across this planet, we are doomed as a human race and we are here to change the game. So please help me welcome back our host, Tavra Lee. Thanks for listening to Girl Talk. I'm Tavra Lee and I'm your host. And I'm really excited to be participating in this podcast that is featuring the stories of the ladies of the girl army. That's right, girl, G-R-R-R-L. And we are part of a community of women that believe in supporting each other and uplifting and sharing our stories to create change. And I'm really excited because this is part of Courtney Olson and the girl clothing line. And you should go check it out if you haven't yet. It is G-R-R-R-L. Is it girl clothing? I'm yeah, asking. it's girl.com. Girl.com. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm excited. Stephanie, thank you for joining Hi. me. Thank you so much for having me. I know that it's sometimes not easy to dive deep into our stories and share, you know, what we've been through, but this show is about how to help others. Yeah. And before we were recording, I said to you that I, I think it's really valuable that we can look around and see where we're at in our stages of life and know that somebody else is right now where we were like Absolutely. 10 steps behind and sharing what we've been through. And really you are a brave woman and you're courageous. And I know that our listeners are going to see that like I do. So thank you for joining me. Wow. Thank you. So, and first of all, let's just say that we're at Girl Live. Yes, we are. We are in Las Vegas right now at the Palms, Girl yeah. Live 19. This is our, our third year having this um, amazing convention here in Las Vegas, and it just keeps growing and growing, and it just gets better every year. So is this your first year? This is my third year. Your third yeah. year. Yeah. Wow. So you are one of the originals. I'm an OG. I've You're been here from the beginning, and I actually have the honor to um, kind of be emceeing some of the stuff we're doing this weekend and presenting a little bit and get to spend some time with the girls. So I'm really grateful. And it's interesting because I know that there's a survey going around during this particular conference um, about body image. And, yeah. and there's surveys at the beginning of the conference in the middle yeah. and at the end. And so I can see in your face that you already know the mm. transformation that's going to happen. Game changer. It's, that's yeah. why I'm here. That's why, you know, you buy um, next year's conference ticket 78 seconds after they release it because you, you come in uh, with one mindset or a limiting belief about yourself physically or emotionally or just, you know, what you've been through. Um, and at the end, you're empowered, you're encouraged. Uh, you've connected with people who have walked what you have and um, you come out of the other side so you just can't wait to keep that process going so yeah and did you did that impact you the first two years was that what it was like for you a hundred percent so year one um, it was very small very intimate I couldn't tell you exact numbers but it's under a hundred I believe and uh, it was raw and it was real and it was a lot of um, introspection just a lot of being aware of your yourself and you know kind of taking a peek in the mirror um how you view yourself physically, how society views you, views you physically, um, as well as, like I said, your limiting beliefs. And uh, there was so much work done there that it, I mean, everyone was changed. And you'll see that there's a lot of girls who are OGs who have been here since day one because they're 
exponentially different from mm. day one, at least for me. It was a catalyst for me um, to really do the work, to to do the work to overcome my circumstances or my experiences or, you know, the hurts and the habits that I experienced through life um, that really shape shape who I am and the decisions and the thoughts that I have. So, and we're going to get into your story if you're ready to share. Yeah. Um, tell us first where you're from. Where did you grow up? I'm from Washington State. I'm from a super small town at the base of Mount Rainier called Eatonville. My whole family still lives there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm going to go back to what you were originally saying about your experience the first two years. I heard a quote recently. um, It was repeated by Jay Setti, but I think it was originally from like Albert Einstein or one of those greats out Mm -hmm. there that said, I'm not what I think of me. I'm not what you think of me. I'm what I think that you think yeah. of me. Yeah. And I, I kind of played with that for a minute. I'm like, that's not right. Right. Because that's actually not based in reality. Right. So is it possible that a lot of how we view ourselves is based upon what we think people are thinking? A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gender roles, gender norms, all of that is a projection on a projection of itself. And I think all of us are just trying to find our own identity in it. But it's all influenced from our communities, our cultures, and every you know everything that's feeding into our lives every day. Yeah. And you're on a journey of recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And, and tell us about the recovery. So um, I'm a psychology student, and I actually went to a faith based recovery program for the very first time because I walked in thinking, oh, I need to know who these people are that I'm going to be working with, you know, these people who are so broken and have all these problems. I mean, it was a real gut check for me because everything that they said really spoke to me. And uh, I realized that I had my own dysfunctions and my own hurts and habits and hangups and things that I had experienced in my life um, because of my growing up or the, the things that I had incurred throughout my life. And, um, I just kind of dove in and uh, the program that I'm part of, most people think of recovery as um, drugs or alcohol and where there's a large, you know, majority that are there for dependencies. Um, Recovery can look like codependency. It could look like anger, food and fitness, um, marital integrity, Mm -hmm. grief and loss. You know, if you've experienced any ounce of life, you have something on your heart that's shaped your view, the the things that you believe. Um, And for me, I didn't realize that at the time and the longer you're in recovery, the more you kind of, you know, peel back the onion, if you will, and you find more and more things as you're willing to deal with it and look at it. And um, I'm in recovery for attention seeking and validation seeking behaviors um, due to abandonment issues. So I didn't have a a good relationship with a a male figure growing up. My, My biological dad wasn't in my life and... Um, my stepdad wasn't very kind to me. You know, he did the best he could with the skills he had, but it impacts you where, where you're raised. And, uh, you know, that really shaped the way that I looked for intimacy and I looked for intimacy in inappropriate ways and it wasn't fulfilling. It was just this pattern of pain all the time, broken relationships, unhealthy habits and behaviors. And, uh, you know, those are those habits, those behaviors. I, I learned really quickly that those are just a symptom those are a symptom of the hurt that we've experienced in our life, the root issue. So I've been in active recovery now for um, abandonment and, and codependency is, uh, is a big part of, of my recovery for about um, 16 months now. So so let me ask you this. Before you were, first of all, I want to know how did you meet this faith-based recovery group? Like how did you get involved, number one? And my second question is, did you know that these issues around abandonment were 
the cause of the behaviors or did you learn that in the program? Yeah. And so how did you find that program? Um, well, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, Girl Live 2017, uh, Inspirational Eve came and spoke to us. She asked us what are to write down. We had our little small groups in this, this little intimate setting, and uh, it was really comfortable. There was only about six to seven of us in a group. And she had us write down three positive things about ourselves. And, you know, I had the basics. I'm strong. You know, I'm, I'm funny. I'm outspoken. You know, you know whatever. And then she flipped the script on us and she said, what are three things that you don't like about yourself? And I only wrote down one and it was, I don't like that I post pictures on the internet of myself for attention. And that was a game changer for me because I couldn't speak it. I was crying so just, just with these girls, they were holding my hand and I was sobbing. And it was the first time I had that actual like... I don't like that I do this. This is something out of control that I'm experiencing that I do almost on the daily. And I don't like that about myself because I don't feel like that's a true reflection of who I am or who I'd like to be. And how did that, like, did, have you, had you not verbalized that to yourself? No. Before? So it came out in the process. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just a girl girl live is just such a safe space for everyone no matter what you're experiencing. So, uh I felt comfortable enough with the ladies in my group who were strangers who I had never met. I I came with two girls from my home state, but everyone else was strangers. And we were all doing this and there was actually a younger gal there who was I think she was 16 or 17 at the time, um one of our next gens. And I she was experiencing the th- same thing that I I was. And I felt compelled to speak that truth because I were there because we want to be better. Um, so that was really the catalyst to where, you know, you have to be aware of it in order to make changes or go after that. And so that, that was the turning point where I became aware of it. And I actually lived in that dysfunction probably for another six months, but questioning it now and kind of like being more aware of what I was posting and saying and um, trying to dig in, and uh, I'm actually a psychology student, and I'm an, I part my church partners with the school that I go to. Uh-huh. So I have an internship through my church, and they host this recovery program. And this recovery program is worldwide. And uh, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm in this. I'm in school for psych. I need to go see these broken people, and it. I truly believe it was like the perfect storm of events that if. Girl Life 17 hadn't happened, I hadn't verbalized that, wasn't aware of it, then I couldn't have walked in. I did walk into the recovery program thinking this isn't for me. Yeah, you thought you were going there to see all the other oh, broken yeah. people. And then wait. I don't need help. Like, come on. And then um, it was just the perfect uh, opportunity, you know, the, act, the action step that was needed. And so I just said, uh, I'm going to do this. It was my 30th birthday. And I went to group. Uh, this recovery program is um, open share based. Uh, there's no crosstalk, so we all answer the same questions. Oh, I see. I, I'm not familiar with the different types of yeah. There's programs. Oh, okay. there's so many. Um, and I really encourage. You know, this was such a game changer for me. I I encourage people to step out and and try different things. And if you know, one on one therapy didn't work very well for me. I just, I didn't like it. It wasn't so very did comfortable. You, but did you try that several times? Like different yeah. people? So it wasn't a personality yeah. thing. It was just, it was, you, you, you gain more progress from the yeah. group. Right? Yeah. yeah. Vulnerability. 
Yeah. It, that's really the key. Um, and uh, self-revelation, I think, is what really comes from that. When you speak something out loud and it's not in your head anymore, that it's factual. It's it's out there in the world, you know, when when it makes it more, you're more aware of it, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So I just started um, attending from that day forward. And now here we are a year and a half later. And uh, and you were able to really dive into those issues that yeah. were yeah. from your childhood yeah. and, and from abandonment. So how... Do you mind if I ask, like how, you know, how, what's the healing process like for that? Because there are a lot of people, I mean, you're, you're not unique in the sense that we all have, most people have some type of abandonment issues, yes. especially our generation. Yeah. Um, because our parents were, you know, seventies and eighties yeah. kids, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people that have faced similar issues and, and lots that haven't, you know, there's, we're all on different paths, but Tell us a little bit about the recovery from that type of abandonment, especially from a parent. Yeah. um, Well, an abandonment can look like anything. I'm divorced as well, and I've also had several miscarriages. Mm -hmm. So those are three separate areas of abandonment. Abandonment by a a paternal, uh, your parents, abandoned by a husband, and abandonment by children. You can look at that any which way. And I think with recovery, um, what that process looks like as far as healing is... I like to think of the process that creates a diamond. It takes a lot of pressure and a lot of hardness to create something that's beautiful. Or, um, you know, if you're of faith, uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen is as one man sharpens an iron, uh, as iron sharpens iron, basically. And the process of sharpening iron is very hard. It's very difficult. Making wine, same thing. Crushing grapes, it's very difficult and it's hard work to make a beautiful creation, a diamond, a, a new um, piece of iron, wine, what have you. And recovery is messy and it's hard because th- those are things you've either not thought about, not realized, or stuffed away, far, far away that you don't really want to think about. But once those things are out, that's the hard part, just getting the words out of your mouth. I don't like that I do this or I have this behavior or I have this thought about myself that's taking control. You now have the power because you're aware of it and you can change it. So it's almost, it sounds very cliche, but as soon as you speak the thing, the weight is lifted and it really Mm. feels that way. It's the next, you have hope after that, I feel like. So, and does that allow you the chance to heal? Yeah. I mean, that's because I'm, I'm picturing that as a big part of the process is the behavior is the result of the pain. Mm -hmm. You have been able to identify what the pain was, even if you didn't know about yeah. it when you went into it. But once you can figure out and see where that, it's like it's like finding old scar tissue yeah. somewhere inside of your body. In your case, it's your heart and your soul. Mm. You didn't know that it was there. And once you know that it's there and you talk about it, yeah. then it can start to right. heal. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that's that's the key to it. Um, I actually didn't realize how much of a hurt it was that I didn't know who my biological dad was. Uh, that we weren't a family who talked about issues like, you know, things. It was just, you know, sweep it under the rug kind of a deal. And uh, I actually found my biological dad on Facebook. Yeah. So I'm 31 now. And I actually met him in person almost a year into recovery. Uh, I I waited. I found him on Facebook. And I, I waited because I just didn't like those wounds. I just didn't feel like those. I didn't feel healthy enough. You weren't ready. Didn't have the tools to be able to handle that. Um, expectation I think is, is a, is a tough one going into anything in life and that can ruin a lot of things. So, um, I waited until my expectation was in a healthier place and I, I met him and, um, 
it was it was great. He he's an, a great individual, but the piece that that gave for me just to know that that other person is out there, um, the behaviors that I had had because of abandonment, things like maybe maybe wearing something that I normally wouldn't wore or, or acting a certain way or speaking to someone just to try to feel validated and just feel, you know, like I was enough, um, which was empty that, that never came. It never felt. It doesn't. And you know, the thing is, is that, and we're going to talk about this over and over and over again this weekend and on the show that there's no external force that is going to show us our, our worth that comes from inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's only from the inside. It really truly is. Yeah. I I really look at that as, you know, um, connection is probably one of the most important things. And in order to connect, you have to be vulnerable. Well, a lot of times that connection needs to be with yourself and we forget that. And so we try to connect with something else. We try to connect with shopping or we try to connect with alcohol or we try to... Or social media. We connect with people thinking the social media connections or even just looking at what people are doing on social media is going to... Or that they liked our our stuff that's going to give us that connection and it's so empty. Yep. Just, Just trying to find connection in all these places and... That, like you said, I am enough that once you have that connection to yourself and you can be, you know, in your own space and be filled up by yourself, um, it's a total game changer. And those those behaviors kind of just slipped away from me. I, I struggle with them, to, you know, thoughts and be, you took you a long time. It took me a long time to gain those behaviors. It's going to take me a long time. Um, yeah. But I have a, a way to recenter and I have a, a better focus and I'm happy and healthier. And, you know, it's. It's been a really great ride. So how has your family handled this whole recovery process for you? Because you clearly live with in, in the vicinity yeah. of your family. And so they've seen you even contact and find your biological father. So how did that roll out? I'll be super real about it. Um, I repeat to myself all the time, everyone else's recovery journey is none of my business. Some people choose to engage in recovery and by recovery, I just mean uh, moving forward and things or healing through things or working through things. My family's not in a place where they want to do that. They don't want to look at the past or work through things. And I'm on a different track. So um, they are supportive and they, and they love me and they're very happy that, you know, I'm gaining health and, and doing all these amazing things, um, you know, but uh, recovery can be a lonely road if, if the people around you aren't on that same journey and they're just not. And so yeah, I just remind myself that, you know, they're doing the best they can with the tools that they have and I'm doing the best I can with the tools that I have and uh, lots and lots of grace, lots of grace. They don't, they don't always understand why I'm digging into things or why I want to talk about things and, and that's okay. And you're going to come across those yeah. roadblocks. Yeah. I, I like to think of it, um, you know, even on my entrepreneurial journey of starting my business in 2017, it's like I swerved into a, a different lane. Yeah. And, you know, launching my other podcast, which you know that I have because we've talked about yeah. it, launching into different areas has changed how people perceive mm-hmm. me. And it's been hard. And it's it's kind of a it's kind of a lonely road yeah. sometimes. And it doesn't matter how you're growing, but right. you're talking about growing into yeah. the best version of yourself, yes. right? And not everyone's going where you're no. going. And that's And you know, sometimes you can reflect back to them their lack of growth. Yeah. When you're growing, people can look from the outside in and say, Oh, well, I'm I'm not. I'm right. not doing that. And so I, I think that sometimes 
allowing people, like you said, to have grace mm-hmm. on on their own path, yeah, is super important. And yeah, I, I so re- I so relate to that. I can't even tell you how much yeah. I relate to that because everybody's journey is a little different. Totally. And- and especially as women too, I think we tend to lean on the codependency side. So uh, for someone who doesn't know what codependency can look like, it's a lot of people pleasing. You know, we do, especially as moms and, and uh, siblings and things, we do a lot for other people. And so we, we want to make the people around us feel good. Um, but if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of someone else first. And so I just keep reminding myself that it's not my job to get them where they need to go. It's my job to get me in the best place that I can be. And so that's a good, that's a good way to kind of keep me on track and remind me that, you know, they love me and they'll, they'll, they're going to do what they're going to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep putting in the effort and doing the work because, you know, it returns tenfold. And it makes you better. Yeah. And I I think that when we become better, it affects the people around us. It does. As, as, As much as it's hard for us to really sometimes see that if they don't reflect it back to us, but you, you know you make positive Absolutely. change just by you being better. Everybody yeah. that comes in contact with you then is forever changed yeah. because of your growth. Right. Everything flows from the heart. So yeah. whatever is in your heart, if that's, if that's anger, if that's sadness, it, whatever is in there, the unhealthiness, it's going to flow outward. And I can't tell you people, I, I'm 40 pounds heavier right now than I was this time last year. Uh, I went vegan and everything I eat is carbs and it just kind of happened that way. But oh, that's um, funny. everyone who sees me is always so just taken back by how good I look and it has nothing to do with my physical Mm -hmm. shape or size or appearance. It's your spirit. It's just, I'm healthy and I'm happy and I'm grateful. And I think that's, you know, just so important that that comes from knowing that I'm enough and just that encouragement that, um, I can do better and be better because I'm worth it because I'm enough. So I want to, I want to take you through a little, it's like a riddle story, a little exercise. And I'm going to ask you a question. And I think that this is, this is so perfect of a conversation to use this example. It's, you know, it's a story of a man who is on the way to work or woman. We're today, let's say woman. It's a woman on the way to work in a suit, late for a meeting, carrying her cup of coffee. And she is like hustling down the street. And next thing you know, boom, the coffee is spilled all over her. And my question for you is why did the coffee spill? Sure. I mean, okay, so this is this is this is the riddle. Ask I mean everybody listening, ask yourself, what are the possible scenarios? Why did the coffee spill? All all sorts of stuff. Right. I- all sorts of stuff. But the answer is because that's what was in her cup. Yeah, that's good. So let's what if it was tea? What if it was water? What if it was Coke? So let's talk about that now as a human. What we spill is what we have inside. Wow. Right? Yeah, so like good. This this example so is such a per- what you just said yeah. is th- that's this. That's it what, overflows. It that's overflows. what you have. Yeah. If we are filled with anger, people are going to see anger. Right. Yeah. If we are full of joy, people are going to see joy. Right. So that's that's what you're that's what you're referring to. Yeah. You're, you're oh, like totally. You're overflowing the joy everywhere. And the best part is is that you are responsible for filling that cup. Yes. No one else is responsible for that. So it, the more you're filling your cup, the more that, that that's going to overfill. So if you're filling your life with anger or stress or whatever that is in your life, it's that's what's going to overflow. But if you're choosing to fill yourself with 
health and, and whatever that looks like for you, for your own health, um, happiness, enjoyment, you know, productivity or, uh, and love. Yeah. All that. That's yeah. what's going to over overflow. Yeah. Totally. I think that we just hit like five different metaphors <laughs> in like the last five minutes alone. I love it. I'm, I I'm love like, the bumper stickers. I, I love it. All of the, all the little key phrases. Yeah. That, that just came to me. And I, I really appreciate that you, that people recognize that, that, that in you, because first of all, that is, that's the healthy type of validation because you you then know that people around you in the vicinity of you and the people that love you, they're seeing your own transformation. And the best yeah. part of that is you have then the potential for other people to see transformation as possible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a sharing of hope. I got to share my yeah testimony um at my recovery program and that we just really believe in that in in uh, overcoming things and then sharing to encourage others because mm. you know we're all individuals but we're really not that different you know we have different experiences but we all have the same heart and and there's a lot more connection here with other people we think oftentimes that we're just going to keep it all stuffed inside because if someone knew, if anybody knew that I did this or if I experienced this, you know, that my whole world would shatter. But really, if you speak that, that truth and that lightness, someone else is going to see that because they've experienced that. And then you're healing yourself as well as bringing them alongside too and giving them hope and encouragement. So it's really vulnerability and, and connection are really important and just sharing what, what you've been through because chances are someone else has experienced it. And you've just done that by sharing your story. Thank here. you. Yeah, I'm grateful. That. Yeah, I really appreciate you know you being willing to talk about your journey and where you're at. And you are definitely like lit up and and bright. And you know, I'm sure that the people that have met you before appreciate having you back. And all yeah. these women here are gonna love being able to see you. It's an amazing family to be part of. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Stephanie. This has been thank wonderful. You. Thank you. I so appreciate you being here. So is there any final, why don't you give us the, the, your final wish for the girl community or people listening that they need to know about recovery? Absolutely. I want you to think about anybody who you've seen overcome something, uh, whether, you know, that's financial, physical, uh, what a behavior, anything, right? And you're really proud of them and, and you believed in them and you know that they were worth it. Well, I would, I would ask you, do you think you're worth it? Because you are, you have the possibility and the power to experience uh, recovery in that way just, just as much as they are uh, experiencing it in their own lives. So I, I would encourage and challenge um, everybody to dig down deep and, and look at their worth and know that they're worth it and they're worth j the journey and the hard work and and the amazing future self that that's waiting for them after they they choose to be bold and take that step for sure powerful words my thanks, friend thanks. powerful words and ladies and gentlemen those of you that are listening isn't this amazing this is what we're here for this is why we're bringing you yeah. so many amazing women on this show. And, you know, Stephanie Brown is, she is courageous and brave and she is light and kindness. And so, Stephanie, thank you for joining us on Girl Talk. Thank you. This is Courtney Olson thanking you for joining us. If you want to keep up with us and join us some more, find us on our website at girl.com. That is G-triple-R-L, G-R-R-R-L.com. You can find our newsletter on there to sign up for that and stay in the now. Or find us on our Instagram at girl underscore clothing. That's girl underscore clothing. And remember, you are enough.